You wanna hear a good joke? Nobody speak, nobody get choked. Sports fans, it is Friday here on 89.1 KHOL and Teton Sports Talk is here to bring you a little bit closer to your weekend. I'm your host, Massey Zeman, and down in Texas, Graham Trainer. Massey, don't you dare, and down in Texas, Graham Trainer me, I had UConn. I had them picked. Yeah. You bullied me into, you bullied me into dropping them. Hashtag Idiot. bullied for Marquette months ago Mm -hmm. weeks ago Mm -hmm. and i i got i got a i got a husky bone to pick with you sir yukon is your ncaa march madness national champions 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 20 23 23 there's some very remarkable things about this team they're seven they went 17 and 0 in in non-conference play dipped a little bit in the big east and then curb stomped everybody in their way going to win a national title yeah what was their margin of victory i'm sure i didn't get the average on it but it was at least uh 12.5 or 17 or 15 points i think i went over this last uh last where here we go every every game by 15 or more points and then they won the championship by 20 yeah and they beat the snot out of um san diego too and Miami. Miami as well. Yes. Along the way. Because Miami was over the weekend. Shout out to the ACC. Great battle for the ACC to make it. Big East, best division. I mean, sorry, best conference in college hoops again. Back. Is this 19, 1983 or 19, 2023? I mean, are they back? This, I mean, look at Rick Patino. He's back in the Big East. Yeah. The only thing missing now is Georgetown. Because even if Syracuse was still in the Big East, they'd be terrible because Piss Pants is removing himself. Mm-hmm. As head coach, who else was like uh, Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh was a decent Big East team, but they weren't like elite like Syracuse and the, right. the other Big East blue bloods, as you would say. Do you think? Question to Massey: mm-hmm. Has UConn now earned their five and zero in title games? They've won uh, their only team to ever win uh, four. It won the only team to win besides UNC, unfortunately, to win a title in four straight decades. 99, yep. 04, 11, 14, 2023. Does that a blue blood make? So, blue blood, right, is considered when you think of blue bloods, you think of UCLA, Kentucky, mm-hmm. UNC, Duke, Kansas, um, Indiana. Yeah. <laughs> well, so, so this, I'm, no, I'm yeah, kind yeah. Of, uh, historically, historically. Yeah. Sorry. So, I'm building up to the point that if you look at those teams, they have not. Well, let's let's just go by the list. UCLA has the most titles with eleven, followed by Kentucky with eight, UNC with six, Duke with five, Indiana five, UConn five, Kansas four. Okay, so they have more titles than Kansas. Now, in the last twenty-five years, so UConn has won five titles in the last twenty-five years, which is ridiculous by itself in the last 25 years the the teams i just listed kentucky has won one title that was in 2012 unc has Mm -hmm. won three they've had the most recent success with duke they also have three unc won in 05 09 and 2017 duke won in 2001 2010 
2015. Kansas won two, right? So that was an 08 and last year in 22. And then let's yeah. not fail to mention Villanova won in 16 and 18. I think they're worth throwing there. UConn has won five, two more than any one of those teams in the last 25 years. I think we are now crowning UConn a blue blood. I think in 20 years, if they have a little more success, they'll look back and be and still. If they have one championship in the next 15 years, that's still that's still blue blood category in my opinion. I think we're seeing the birth, the emergence. There's a new name in the blue blood category, and that's UConn. And if we need to kick anybody out, let's kick Indiana out. They haven't won a title since 1987. Sure, they do have five. I yes. looked that up. I was curious. You might have already said the Wildcats of Villanova have three, 85, 16, and 18. So Villanova and UConn, I agree, they're more contemporary Blue Bloods, whereas Indiana is completely out of the equation in the past 25 years, except for one title visit against Maryland. Um, and I believe UCLA has not won since the late 90s. 95. UCLA is at least they're perennial, though. Indiana's not perennial. UCLA gets into the – they went to, you know – Title games against Florida. Yep. They've been like to the Elite Eight, Final Four in the past decade, past five years. So Indiana's garbage. Let's, yeah, let's, let's get them out of here. Okay. So are we considering this? Uh, there's a finite amount of Blue Bloods, UCLA, Kentucky, yeah. UNZ, Duke, Indiana. Yeah, like relegation. Like your, like your soccer. Like soccer. Kick them out. Okay. So let's consider them six, right? Let's say UCLA, Kentucky, UNC, Duke, Indiana, and Kansas, right? Those are six Blue Bloods. Yeah. Let's kick let's kick Indiana out and keep keep the same, keep the six the the round number of six and let's put UConn in Indiana you're out you're out that felt good that it felt did. good um, uh, speaking of Duke Dan Hurley beat his brother Bobby Hurley Duke yep. Duke player uh, to Arizona State's head coach to a Final Four and a championship which is awesome as a coach. Um, as a coach, correct. Because Bob's got a couple. He, I think he's got back-to-back championships with Duke being yes, a point guard. Yes. Maybe a better basketball player. Kind of like the Jim John Harbaugh situation. Like Jim's the better quarterback player. John's the better coach. How right. About that? All right. Fair? Fair. Um, do you know the percentage of brackets that got this correct? San Diego State versus UConn? No. 0.04. Not very high. Pretty, pretty ridiculous that even – Four yeah. of a billion. How, how many people submit brackets? I don't know. Everyone submits multiple. So, yeah, throughout the oh, entire world. Speaking of bra- brackets, guess who won our our freaking bracket pool? Oh, the commissioner's wife. Yeah, Hillary yeah. Foster, no. winner of this year's 2023. Oh, years. What? Oh, I thought the, you were talking about the one that I was runner up to. The commissioner, the one who organizes his wife won uh theo more you're talking about a different one i'm talking about the one i'm in my wife ended up winning it because she's from the northeast and was like hey uconn that sounds kind of cool i remember them being good somewhere along the line and she picked them all the way and i was like all right all right (laughs) congrats well 870 bucks time to go on vacation next week yeah well you probably well that money might be used elsewhere <laughs> wink wink but yeah knows? nah no let's blow it that's free money when you win like bracket pools or your fantasy uh football league yes. that money cannot be used for anything other than pure fun 
Yes, the IRS has never touched my fantasy sports winnings. Not well. Wait well, till Biden uh-oh. gets a hold of Venmo. Speaking of Biden, she'll come up. Uh, Jill Biden will. Come oh up yes, there. yes. I'm glad you said so because Joe Biden gets roasted, roasted this week in in sports. So, Somehow she found herself in the crosshairs. I know, and she, she got roasted, and I loved it, and it's in my notes. Um, so UConn has has. Let's get back on to UConn. They have. We yeah. mentioned they have five titles, three with Jim Calhoun. And if you don't know who Jim Calhoun is, just do his top 10 highlights of on press conferences. He's got a great, like thick, like Rhode Island accent or something. Just yeah. Nasty. Nasty. He, I get the hell out of here. Not a dime, things. not a dime back. I'll dime. not give you a dime, dime. back. <laughs> um, Kevin Ollie has an, uh, followed Jim Calhoun. He got, Tied up. Do you remember the FBI investigating the NCAA basketball and Ooh. like pay for play? And they were like calling head time. coaches and they were like, you better give it up because we got all the dirt on you. And the only people that got fired were Rick Patino and Kevin Ollie. And then Jay Jacobs at Auburn, the Auburn uh, athletic director. There's there like three <laughs> casualties in this entire thing. Yeah. <laughs> two, and, two, national, two national title winners with UConn and Louisville and then. The Auburn coach or Bruce Pearl? Is that right? Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Athletic director. Oh, AD, AD. That's yeah, right. yeah. The bag. He had the bag man. He he didn't uh, tie up loose ends with the bag man. I guess. I I, I don't know, but that, it's so funny to think that people actually got fired, and then five years later they're like, "Yeah, we didn't. We actually didn't I have know. anything. We just ruined a couple of people's careers by threatening them." I mean, Bill Self didn't miss a game. They were like, yeah. we, they're like, we have you on tape. The the LSU's coach, oh, was famously quoted for saying, um, like, we heard you offer ten thousand dollars for a, for a recruit, and he was like, yeah, I thought that was a pretty fair price. <laughs> <laughs> like that was his quote. He's like, yeah, what do you what do you want me to do? So uh, anyway, Kevin Ollie won one, and now Dan Hurley. The Hurleys might be the best, the the first family of college basketball. Where you mentioned that Bob played for Duke, he got drafted seventh overall. Bob got drafted seventh overall at six feet, one hundred and sixty-five pounds. Wow! What is he, an Alabama quarterback? Yeah, right. And then, so he acted. He got in a horrific car accident where he wasn't wearing a seatbelt on like mm. a foggy day. So that limited his um his NBA playing career. His father. I didn't know all, that. Yeah. His fo- he was playing in Sacramento and, and it gets real foggy. It was really foggy after a rain or something. Got it's hit by a crazy. Buick and got thrown a hundred feet into the into the air and like yeah. broke every single bone in his body or something like that. That's just crazy. Duke players like guards. Jay, Jay Williams had the the motorcycle accident, ruined his career with the Bulls. He was picked third overall. Jay Williams is a complete idiot. He is, he is, but yeah. he offered just, himself. Duke guards getting in automobile accidents. He offered himself up. Jay Williams offered himself up for the Georgetown job recently, yes. and he said, "Congratulations to, um, who was the coach of the Celtics that just got, that just got fired or let go." Oh my God, I've forgotten his name already. Yeah. He's like disappeared into my Rolodex of bad memories. Yeah, he so Jay Williams congratulated him for being the first ever black coach of the Celtics. It's like, what? <laughs> what, dude? Doc Rivers won a championship with him. Oh, anyway, enough about Jay not Williams. Not to mention, not to mention Bill Walton. Yeah. He was appointed you remember head coach him? in the sixties or seventies yeah. by um uh oh man, what's his name? Mr. Mr. Cigar. Oh, I don't know. Let's get I'm bad back. with Celtics head coach names. I feel yeah. like our our opening here has got so much 
bouncing back and forth. But I wanted to point out Bob Hurley, the father of Bob Hurley and Dan Hurley. I looked into him. He is a Hall of Fame coach, high school coach in New Jersey. He's won four national titles and 26 state titles. 26. That is prowess right there. So the Hurleys, most dominant family in, in college basketball, in basketball maybe? Yeah, I would say so. I would say so. I was thinking of Red Arbach. That was the name. I was like, I can't leave the show without mentioning uh, a correction there. Yeah, Hall, <laughs> Hall of Fame owner. Uh, just you know, what's what's that cigar boy's name? Jeez. On the no yeah on on the San Diego State side, which was cool, was that did you know that their coach um, Brian Dutcher, Dutcher? Yeah, their head like, their head coach was on the bench for the Fab Five, right? Yeah, he was yeah, an the assistant timeout, coach. The Chris Weber, yeah, Chris Weber timeout gate game. It was his first time back to the final game since then, thirty years. I love all sorts of March Madness because because college basketball coaches, I mean, it's like the NFL; they're a fraternity and they just like bounce around, and all of a sudden yeah. they pop back up, and you're like, oh, why is this coach good again? It's like, oh, he's been coaching college basketball for forty years. He might yeah. be. He might have a spot here at San Diego State, and finally got back to the thing. And San Diego State's no slouch. They won like thirty games two years ago before the COVID shut down their season. Yeah, and I've forgotten 2011 when UConn won in the Sweet 16. Kimba Walker faced off against Kawhi Leonard for San Diego State. That is neat. Yeah, that yeah, is history. neat. So let's switch gears. March Madness, in my opinion, is like the turning of a page. Right? You have. You have the Super Bowl. That's the turn of the football page. March Madness bridges this gap quite well when we're used to watching playoff football. We all of a sudden, next thing you know, two weeks later, we have March Madness, or excuse me, conference tournaments, then March Madness. And now we move on to the Masters. Hello, friends. Goes by so fast. Hello, friends. Oh, sorry. Yes. Jim. Yeah. We, Jim? We here down in Augusta. We're going to shoot. We're going to shoot the golf ball for miles and miles until someone does it better than the others. I'm Jim Nance. Hello, friends. Is Massey, is this, is this Jim Nance's? Uh, I didn't realize he was retiring from March Madness. Is this his last Masters 2? No, he's just getting rid of, he's just getting rid of his day job, you know, basketball. Got it. He's Got like, it. yeah, I'm Keep getting in. older, but who, I, I get to go, you mean I get to go to Augusta every year? I think I'll take that. I think I'll take you up on that. Yeah, he'll probably, I'd say he'll probably, yeah, he'll, he's getting, he's gotten rid of the March Madness hat. He'll he's gonna be like the at some point, the CBS NFL and then Masters, he would probably keep until he's, he dies. Yeah. That's his yeah. job forever. Is, doesn't right. Vern Lilquist still still do the Masters on some days? Vern Lundquist, I think. Yeah, I think he's got like a little role on that. It's mostly ex golfer, ex British, and like yeah, British golfers nowadays that kind of do it alongside um, Jim Nance. But I believe uh, Vern Lund- Vern Lundquist is still involved. All right, so what? Let's look at let's look at the Masters. We have. 18 live tour players going to play Ooh. in the masters. They've only had three tournaments so far in their live tour season. You're looking at Brooks Kapka, Patrick Reed, Bubba Watson, Bryson DeChambeau and Phil Mickelson all returning to masters play. Well, are we going to see some live PGA tension here? Yeah, I think so. I mean, the only guy who you didn't mention, who's probably the best present day PGA live guy who's going to play in a PGA tournament would be Cam Smith, who I think has an opportunity to win the Masters. Oh. The rest of those guys are farting around in Saudi Arabia. Uh, what about Brooks? 
What about Phil? I don't, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess, I mean, Phil does know the course he's won the masters two or three, three times. And, but it's been at least t- 11, 12, 13 years since he won. Um, I mean, yeah, anybody like Fred couples can come out of nowhere and be like 65 years old and, you know, finished in the top five on fine on Sunday. So it can happen. And this is, it's worth mentioning. This is Tiger Woods, 25th masters. Yeah. Scotty Scheffler, defending champion. Uh, so Tiger, Rory, and he stayed Steve. hot. Scotty Scheffler wasn't out of nowhere. He was yeah. hot going into last year's masters and now he's maintained that level of play. And is it, I mean, I'm hearing some, you know, I'm such a such a golf expert. I'm hearing some people say Scotty's mm-hmm. got the best chance of winning this thing again, back to back. Oh yeah, I can definitely see it. I feel like he's probably the favorite. He did he won the match play down here in Austin last year, so he was red hot going into the Masters and then won it in 2022. And I think the other storyline that people want or are following is Rory McIlroy. Can he get that first career Grand Slam? But also, he's the PGA's darling, you know, him and Patrick Reed mm-hmm. have some beef. I would love for them to get paired together. That'd be awesome. But does the PGA, can they somehow golf is so hard to cheat? Cause there's aren't any refs. Like does, <laughs> does anyone actually say like golf is rigged? You know, you know, everyone says, Oh, the NFL is rigged. Can the PGA no, there's, somehow there's, rig golf? No, there's a, you know, there's, there's Patrick Reed moving his, move, moving his ball around the, in the, in the sand trap. There was the, is Tiger Woods on steroids like Barry Bonds? That was that little stint when he was massive. Oh yeah, he, he was like so he was so Paulo massive. Creed. Yeah, that he um, swung so hard he like <laughs> tore his ACL or something. Yeah, that's kind of it. The only thing that really ever comes into question is like the is the infamous accidental signing the wrong scorecard situation. But that's not cheating. That's just being that's just having a brain fart after mm. seventy two holes of golf. You know, mm. being tired. Gosh, 72 holes of golf, exhausting. You know how far you have to walk, trainer? <laughs> miles. Have, miles. You have to chase a golf ball miles in the course of four days. And Those clubs are heavy. Oh, wait. They don't. Holding, they don't holding one at a time. Clubs. Holding one at a time, I mean. Those are still heavy. Oh, have we heard anything about the uh, Champions Dinner? That's always fun. Like a little if menu. Scheffler had sliders. God. That sounds like a waste. That sounds like a complete waste. Well, I'm sure everyone does steak and lobster. You, I could get so creative. Didn't the um, the Japanese golfer, didn't he have the best master dinners of all time? He was like, yes, more, this is culture. Kala. This is culture. That's called shrimp tempura. Enjoy it. They're like, oh, man, oh. have you ever tasted this shrimp? This Japanese fried shrimp is great. Was that Matsuyama? Is that right? I I, I can't remember. I all, that's, that's the right. only yeah. master's dinner that I've been made aware of that was super good. All the other ones, I don't know. They say the mac and cheese is delicious. Tr- try the pimento and white bread. Yeah, that's pretty much it's pretty much the standard. Keep it simple. Have you ever been a patron at at uh, Augusta? That's what they call them, patrons. They don't call them fans. Yeah, it's like the grounds of UVA. Um, I would say I would love to. I've never been invited nor ever entered myself in the lottery or found a networking um, opportunity to insert myself. The I've never even sniffed a master's invite. No. Not so, invite. Yeah. Not I've I've been adjacent to uh, a frequent guest of this show, Daniel Stelling. He goes to the Masters. Oh, is he he's a reoccurring uh patron? Yeah, he's a re- reoccurring patron. I think he's been, I think he's been like two or three times. 
Okay. Maybe we should get on the show. Get him back on the show next week. Get, is he going this year or is he like baby crazy? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I forgot to reach out. To reach was... out to him. Yeah. Okay. Um, do we have anything else leading off the show before we get into the huddle? Uh, I was going to do a quick, uh, you want to do NBA MVP or do a quick, uh, show me your mic mock draft. I'll show you mine. Oh, let's, let's do the mock draft for sure. Because, uh, there's, I've getting some win, some, some oh. win, some birdies are telling me the Titans might move up to take the Cardinals spot. Okay. So Will Anderson is kind of on the table then. Cause I feel like every, everywhere I look now the past like months worth of bull crap mock drafts that never really meet, amount to anything yeah. uh, that Will Anderson is penciled in actually inked in as the Cardinals pick at three. So it sounds like the Cardinals are potentially open. I guess they just think so many, if the Titans move up enough, but the cards drop that far, Will Anderson will be gone by then because the Titans don't pick in the top 15 or I think they're 11. I think they're 11. Oh, they're 11? Okay. okay. So Will Anderson might be Possible. there. and the, They have to eh. consider – well, I'm just saying, like, that's their greatest need, right? Will Anderson is probably going to go top five. If you're just – he immediately changes your franchise. So maybe, yeah, the maybe they want to yeah. get an offensive lineman or they're saying – we can win in free agency, maybe, possibly, sort of, kind of. But the Titans need a quarterback, and they drafted one last year, Malik Jones. Willis. Malik Willis. I was going to say Malik mm-hmm. Willis, but I was Close like – Close enough. I was like, man, I don't, I don't think it's Willis. I'm thinking of somebody else. I suck at this. I s- he kind of he kind of sucked at quarterback this year. Yeah, so the Titans so, might move yeah, up. Pretty forgettable. I think they're going to gr- uh, grab Anthony, Anthony Richardson, and the Colts will be stuck okay. with Will Levis at the four spot. Ooh. Stuck with Will Levis. So actually I had, um, yeah, I mean, mock draft hasn't changed that much. I do think if Arizona trades out of that, Seattle would definitely take Will Anderson because they love defense. Pete Carroll does. And they've, you know, they tied up Geno Smith. They don't need to pick a quarterback necessarily mm-hmm. like an heir apparent to Geno Smith this year. So the Colts have an interesting stat. This will be their eighth consecutive year starting a new quarterback on week one. Really? You hear the list? You want to yes. hear the list? Yes. Oh, wait, there was one. There was one sunshine-looking character with long hair, and I cannot remember his name, so I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 2016 to 2023, Andrew Luck. Uh, I believe Scott Solzian is the sunshine-looking figure that you're you're uh, mentioning there. Maybe. Scott Solzian. Uh, Jacoby Brissett, Brissett. Brian Hoyer, who is on his 20th team with the Raiders. Mm-hmm. Um, Philip Rivers, coach of uh, Mobile Bay Bears. Uh, Carson Wentz. And Matt Ryan. So, yes, Will Levis or whoever then this next quarterback is will be the next Colts starting quarterback week one. Are you sure, Are we sure they're going to start the rookie or they're going to have Gardner Minshew under center? Oh, I forgot they got Minshew. Yeah. Either, either way, a new guy. New guy under center. Jim Ursay just – just can't help himself. He only he only gets winners. Are, are, do we even know who the co- co- Colts head coach is right now? Jeff Saturday is gone. They took the defensive or they took the offensive coordinator from the Eagles, but I forgot uh, his name. The Cardinals head coach is the defensive coordinator. Yep. We yep. we we mission these guys, but they'll become staples until Black Friday. Yeah. In our heads. Yeah, I gotta. They'll. What's his name? Um, I actually actually know this. Kim Mulkey, yeah, is right. the new head coach of the uh, the Cardinals. All right, so let's talk MVP right here. It's Jokic, right? I think it's Embiid. Yeah, yeah, Embiid scored fifty. Jokic is sitting out. I think that's I think that's accurate. 
Yeah. So I think like I was looking at this. So Embiid has the no. Excuse me. Eagles defensive coordinators Jonathan Gamron. I'm sorry. Sorry about that. I read the wrong thing. Very good. Both both Eagles coordinators gone to the Cardinals and Colts. Yes. Coordinator, offensive, defensive, respectively. Embiid, Philadelphia's third in the East. He's at 33 points a game. So basically, they're looking at points this time mm-hmm. as the heavy and and field, well field goal percentage. Jokic has 63.3. Embiid has 54.7. Um, Philadelphia's third in the East, and in when it comes to Jokic, he's first in the West, which I feel like the this year the West is considered down. Yes. And that's why they're kind of giving this love to Jokic. And I mean, sorry, to Embiid. And I feel like Giannis and Jason Tatum are a distant third and fourth at this point. But I mean, they they also have ridiculous lines and they're first in the East with Milwaukee and second in the East with Boston. So it's very funny. Uh, Just just as you were sitting there listening, Giannis, Jokic, Embiid. And they say that like the center position is dead in the NBA. And those have been the last three or four MVPs. Giannis with a with a uh, championship MB- championship series MVP as well mixed in there. So if you got a dominant big man, you can you can win in this league. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, it's completely flipped again where guards are not – people aren't as obsessed with guards. And you got um, – I mean, he's probably going to play center guard, but Wimbayana coming from France who's 7'4 yeah. and, gr- and growing somehow because they're stretching his body, which is still blows my mind with European experimental – anatomy uh science um <laughs> probably goes to the same doctor that kobe and lebron went yes. went to correct so another center who's coming out the clear favorite for the number one pick another yeah center to add to the mix uh, going forward the nba draft is not that appealing to me every year no, there's about three like, there's like three people that yeah. will immediately make a difference it's very seldom is there a generational talent that we're seeing in However you say his name. I don't mean to disrespect to say his name again. Wimbayana. Wimbayana. Um, Wimbayana is getting that generational talent type uh, right, right. thing. We also heard that about Chet. And he, Chet didn't even make it to his first NBA game because he tried to block LeBron James in a, in a pickup game and snapped his ACL in half or something. Right. And the Thunder are better without him because they're ahead of the Dallas Mavericks in the playoff standings. Yikes. Yikes. Yeah. Sorry about your Dallas Mavericks. I'll mention I'll mention them in my critical number. Sports. Sports. Hooray, sports. Why do we care? For no reason at all, but we do. <laughs> just just allow it to bring me down. Yeah. The NBA draft is kind of well, the NFL draft is more interesting because we watch more football and basketball. It's like there's one and dones. There's overseas guys we don't watch until we see clips of them during the draft. So it's harder to keep up with who we're really like excited to, you know, see drafted. Yeah. It just happens near the MLB All-Star break, so it's better to watch than that. That's sure. why I kind of like the NBA draft. So. Oh, uh, uh, maybe I'll mention this later, but did you see that the NBA had a had a CBA agreement? I do. It's in my good news. Oh, okay, good. Well, let's, well, let's, well, let's huddle up there because that was the next thing I wanted to talk about. Um, but the one-and-done rule is it's the NBA. It's not college rule. The NBA says we're yes. not drafting high school players. People are like, the reason I don't watch college basketball is that stupid rule that they have. I'm like, well, that's an NBA rule, dude. Like, yeah, it's actually talk? not NCAA's fault for once. Yeah. Um, okay, let's get to the huddle. The huddle is the good news of the week, the critical number of the week, something you are stuck on, your quote slash question of the week, and your goat of the week. Teaser here, Angel Reese. 
of LSU. Just saying. Just gonna throw oh. that out there. I might. Yeah. I might love her. I, I think I love her. All right, trainer. What is your good news of the week? Mine is the CBA, specifically the NBA. We we brought this up a few years ago. It was thrown out on the internet as an idea: the in-season tournament, which I think is fun. Yeah. It's, uh, What's it, it for? It'll in, it'll involve all thirty teams. Um, each team will play a number of pool play games to determine the eight teams that advance to a single elimination tournament. All of this will in the final four will be held at a neutral site. These are considered regular season games, so they count against your re- win loss and the record. Yeah. Um, and all the games count. Uh, sorry, all these games in the tournament will be played ahead of Christmas, so it's a way to like get some interest and excitement around the beginning of the NBA season when people are so obsessed with college football and the NFL. Okay. I don't know what this in-game is. If, if you win, do you get a, another ball in the lottery machine? No, you get each player right now gets 500 K. So there's no what? Like, seed. There's no seating or lot uh, draft impl- Im- implications, but there are financial implications for the players. Wait a minute. You get 500 grand, every player on the team. That's what I read. Sick. Sick. I know. That's just that's just <laughs> gambling. You're like, dude, play a tournament for 500k. It's like, yeah, no problem. Yeah, it's a good incentive. And people that think that's weird, the only thing I could think of was in high school and in college, you play tournaments and uh, Thanksgiving, you play them over uh, Christmas break. Like college has got r- random tournaments throughout the season. It just helps people get in that tournament style play and get some kids the experience of playing back-to-back nights not that the nba needs that but damn 500k to the winner yeah hell yeah that is maybe awesome yeah maybe it helps with less people doing the load management stuff where they're you know 85 percent healthy but that 15 percent they're like yeah i I could wear my favorite new outfit and sit on the the court side um with the fans that's so funny Uh, adam silver was like huh how are we going to get these players to play in these mid-season season tournaments? And the <laughs> the players' association was like, "Why don't you give them five hundred grand?" Just like, "All right." Like, "Oh my god, he did it! He did it! <laughs> he we didn't even have to counter. No counter." <laughs> that was awesome. My good news. My good news of the week. You ready for this? Yep. The IOC, that is the International Olympic Committee, has announced they will allow Russian athletes to participate in the twenty. 20- 24 Olympics in Paris under a couple of stipulations. Oh, they weren't busted doing, doing steroids because remember Russia's can, the athletes can only compete. What was it? The winter Olympics under a neutral flag. Yeah. Something like that. It is winter for sure. I remember for sure. Winter. So that carries, carries over into, into the summer Olympics in 2024 or they didn't do steroids or, they do not have any allegations of war crimes, genocide, crimes against humanity, or used as propaganda for the Russia's Russia's war machine. So, mm-hmm. if you're not murdering Two peep- massive amounts of people and you're not on steroids, you can compete <laughs> under a neutral flag, according to the International Olympic Committee. Way to include everybody, IOC. You're really doing a favor for Putin over there in Russia. So how many participants does that leave for Russia? One or two? I think, uh, well, I, I looked into it a little bit, and there's over like 30 or 40 athletes that are in the Russian military, so they're automatically disqualified. Like, no, you can't, you're can't. you not allowed to kill civilians and 
uh, fence in the Olympics or whatever you do. Yeah. If, if, if Vladimir has a couple sons that are good at shot put, they're out, right? Yeah. They're, yeah. Can't, okay. can't do yeah. that. It's also very funny that Vladimir cares so much about the Olympics that he's, he's like openly doping. You know, he's like, get, get the scientist, get the scientist. We need to win the Olympics. And people are like, this is not a power struggle anymore, but okay, whatever. I'm sure there's still Olympics. When you said openly doping, I was thinking, does he openly dope? Because he's pretty, I remember some shirtless pics of him from the past. Remember when the whole campaign about like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Why is, why is our leader not, why is our Obama leader not as cool as Vladimir Putin shirtless pics? He's like riding a horse, <laughs> fighting a bear. Yeah. Like, remember all that crap. Yeah. Yachts? yeah. He scored, uh, he scored 15 <laughs> goals in a hockey game. He's like, wow, not only is he jacked, he's really good at hockey. Yeah, he dabbled. Uh, okay, trainer, give me your critical number of the week. Two hours and 38 minutes, Massey. I'm going to assume that is a new average for the MLB baseball baseball game, and that's been shaved down by half an hour? Half an hour to a full hour. All right. There was a, in the past four or five years, I remember seeing the high was like, yeah, three hours and 30 minutes, 38 minutes. So yeah, we've shaved off an hour in the past five years, which is great. That is good. It is going to make baseball more watchable. If that ball goes across the plate every 15 seconds, yep, we got we got ourselves a new product. Wait for the MLB to adjust finally. And can we can we thank Theo Epstein? Is he at the center yeah. of all this? Yeah, he's, he's a the, big yeah big big hand in it. So he's the guy that took the Red Sox to glory. Right yep. after eighty something years, am I getting this yep. story right? And then he was yep. like, "If I can do it in Boston, I can do it in Chicago." Yep. And then they were like, "You know what? You're so good at making baseball watchable, or baseball. You're so good at making teams good. Can you just make the league good?" And so now he's made the league into a more exciting product for people to watch. Yeah, they're like, "You did the eighty year thing for Boston. You did the hundred plus year thing for the Cubs. Please audit our rules." <laughs> They could just come crawling up to him, like, just help us out if you're like they're in Cleveland. And there's so much good, like, <laughs> there's so much good new drama uh, amongst batters, catchers, pitchers, and umpires going on early season. Love it. Yeah, they're all getting thrown out. Yeah. You pissy. win today. That's two <laughs> in a row. Win tomorrow. That's three. It's called a streak. Oh, you would hate It that. has oh, happened coach. before. Co- uh, yeah, Cleveland Indians coach from Major League would have hated the pitch clock, but oh, yeah, that yeah. was a, a different time. <laughs> it was a different time, all right? All right, my critical number of the week, this is baseball-related. Uh, four. Four, ooh, four ejections due to the pitch clock? This is a four-game suspension for Angels player Anthony ah. – R- oh, boy, I, my Rendon. chicken scratch. Rendon. I can't even – I'm sorry. Looks uh, Anyway, Anthony Good. Rendon, after grabbing a heckler's shirt during a g- game, which we are getting closer and closer to an athlete on mm-hmm. fan fight. I've been wanting it for years now. I would really like to see – some mammoth human being be like, I've had enough of this guy's mouth. On opening day, starting starting out with a fiery blaze. Um, he is my go to the week. Spoiler alert! And yeah, he uh, had grabbed a um, <laughs> he grabbed an A's fan by the shirt Uh-oh. and said, "Call you called me a biscuit, huh? B word." Yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. Yeah, mother fooler. 
Um, no harm, no foul, short suspension. The swing missed his, his uh, attempted punch. So, you know, nothing, nothing beyond four games. He swung? He I swung. didn't even realize that. You can't yeah. <laughs> Dang, I was even closer than I thought. So close. I so thought close. it was just like, you know, just a verbal dust up. But what, whatever, man. You, you mm-hmm. run your mouth. You get, as a fan, you get the risk of getting the crap beat out of you. Yeah, the kids say uh, uh, F around and find out. Yeah, the more you F around, the more you will find out. I like that. Good good job, Anthony. Uh also I have a um I have a weird percentage. I wrote this down and I you you might be able to help me put this together. There was a ninety six percent chance of a team making oh, the playoffs wow. yeah. on February the tenth. And now on April My stuck the third, on is uh <laughs> now on April the third, there's they only have a six percent chance. Do you know what franchise that is? Uh, I'm going to guess it's uh, the, oh yeah, the Dallas Mavericks, Kyrie mm. Irving. You are an absolute toxic waste when it comes to being <laughs> being able to make a franchise better. This is not a rip against you and the Mavericks trainer. I know that you don't do not like Kyrie Irving and you almost called it out of the gates. You're like, yeah, this is probably going to end poorly. Did you think it was going to end this poorly this quickly? No, I think if I went back and listened to that episode, I did not put any sugar and rainbows on that. I did not waver. I did not find a silver lining to the situation. I just said it's going to be bad over the summer, but it's getting bad in the spring. Way ahead of it (laughs) when I I thought it was. Let me check my schedule. Yes, we are ahead (laughs) of schedule. Also, it is worth mentioning that Pelicans have a 56% chance of making the playoffs. Just saying. What is your stuck on of the week, Trainer? If we do, speaking of NBA draft, if we do suck and miss the play-in game entirely, we retain some sort of draft pick. I forget what for, um, I think for losing Brunson to the Knicks. I forget, I forget the, I'll bring it, I'll research it for next week, but that's, yeah. that's the uh, silver lining is I'll enjoy the NBA draft top 15 lotto. Cause those always hit. Those are locks. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, my suck on is, so I found out through some, through my own research yeah. that five, nine, five foot nine, actually does not if somebody who is five nine like myself on my tippy toes does not identify as a, t- a quote-unquote short king so i'm in limbo five eight is the threshold so i'm in limbo with oh. guys like uh yeah like bryce young uh kyle uh kyler uh Murray. russell wilson doug flutie seneca wallace davy o'brien you know these are these are my short king Bob limbo Hurley. guys where you're Five eight, yeah, Bob Hurley between five eight and six foot, where you don't really know what to really call yourself. So I'm so I'm so kind of searching for my identity. Oh dang, dude! Is, you, yeah, is this your how many quarter life midlife crises have you had? <laughs> this is my new one. This is the the one you get when you're 38 when you really start like dissecting your height and you think about oh. did I did I lift too many weights when I was 13? <sighs> yeah, yeah you you got too jacked early. That happens. <laughs> Like Vladimir. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Too early. You're just like, dude, I'm so young and strong. I'm to stop growing because my muscles are so big. My bones couldn't grow tall enough to support, to stretch out my body because it was so so yeah. dense. But on that note, I have no excuse. Another part of research, baseball-related. Since 2000, five players in the, in, have won the, in, the MVP in baseball uh, that are five foot nine or shorter. They are Miguel Tejada, Mookie Betts, Jose Altuve, Jimmy Rollins, and Dustin Pedroia. So mm. I have no excuse. 
Yeah, what's yeah, seriously. You yeah. could have played golf. Mm, that's true. There are some little golfers. All right, my stuck on. Uh, have you heard of the Arizona Cardinals owner Michael Bidwell? Bidwell. I did. I did scroll by a uh, misconducts and allegations coming against him. So there's some arbitration filed in the in the NFL's office against Michael Bidwell. He is accused of cheating by his ex exec Terry McDonough. Now, he, uh, Michael Bidwell serves as team president. And as well as owner, and Bidwell has been accused of cheating, bullying, and creating a toxic work environment. This sounds mm-hmm. familiar. They, this guy is a bad boss. All right, let me keep reading here. Um, says he fired his last head coach, Cliff Kingsbury, and sent him to an opium den in Thailand and is yet to return. That can't be right. That's that's a di- that's to- something that's something totally different. All right, so Terry McDonough. <laughs> has filed arbitration claim with the NFL saying that when head coach Steve Wilkes, uh, him and head coach Steve Wilkes were forced to use burner phones to communicate with then GM Steve Keem when he was serving a five-week suspension for extre- extreme DUI. Now that's different than a regular DUI because you uh, are driving down the interstate the wrong way. What is an extreme DUI in Arizona? I didn't even know DUIs were illegal in Arizona. No, but they were encouraged. Yeah, I I've driven through Arizona. Didn't see one one cop, not one. Not did you drive backwards? Yeah, I should have tried that extreme DUI. That means you have a someone that is not your wife in the car. Uh, extreme DUI means there was it was not only alcohol involved. It means you tried to jump a bridge that was under construction. I don't know what that is, but there was a burner phone communication with him. And McDonough claims that he kept the burner phone. Nope. What is? Are these trying to oust? Are we just trying to oust every single owner that's got a bad attitude and cheats? And cheats. He's a cheater. Yeah, yeah. This is the NFL. This is a billion dollar business. I need to talk to my GM. I don't care if he got lit up one night and got pulled over by the cops and fell over during his DUI arrest. I need to know where my players are coming from. So the cheating, the cheating had nothing to do with like, uh, like a Calvin Ridley situation. No betting on games. It was nothing to do with like. Yeah, I don't think it was fixing games. Okay. I'm not even okay. sure. Yeah. They haven't then released. Yeah, I, they haven't released a statement. They were saying that Bidwell like yells at some of his employees. I'm like, yeah, because he's probably a billionaire psychopath. How do you think he became a billionaire? Probably <laughs> yelled at a couple of people. So I don't yeah. know. We'll see what happens. Come come uh, whenever they release it. But kind of hilarious. Kind of hilarious in my opinion. Terry McDonough. Little petty little Terry McDonough he said, "Oh, he's suing because he doesn't. He can't get another job in the NFL. Maybe you sucked at your job because you worked for the Arizona Cardinals and they went three and thirteen. All right, trainer, I'm an, I'm over this story. I hate the story as so it was free coming Ky- out. Of free Kyler now. So free, we're on Kyler's side. I think we might be. I mean, poor Cliff King, Kingsbury. He yeah. had to deal with that so much. He's now addicted to opium in Thailand." That's that's, tough. Those, those, that's a tough. It's a tough way to live. Cliff, come back to us. Uh, that that's probably not factually accurate, but guys, let's just we we did some of our research. Believe us. We we do we do what we can with what we have given yeah. to us. There's so much. There's so much fake news, deep fakes, everything. I I can't keep up. So you know, if, if the opium addiction is false, then we'll we'll clean that up later. You, you heard it here first. All right, Chandler, give me your quote slash question of the week. Uh, mine ties into the beginning. You better get us now because it's coming. 
That's right. That is Dan Hurley. That was what, two years ago, two seasons ago, when he lost in the Big yeah. East tournament to Villanova? No, it was just a it was a, a January game against Villanova, I believe, in 2020. Maybe it was the tournament. Um, there was a I looked up their loss to um UConn, and I believe it's tied, it's tied to one of those games in 2020. So you're correct. He was saying basically we're gonna start kicking ass again as UConn uh, after a heartbreaking loss to Villanova. Yeah, and guess what? He backed it up. I saw uh, I saw Dan Hurley get uh, get sidelined by uh, one of the one of the barstool guys, and was like, "Oh yeah, I remember you. Yeah, yeah. We should do an interview in like three or four hours when I'm, you know." And I was like, "Dan, that's what I'm talking about." He just he just openly admitted that he was like, "Yeah, I'm about to get hammered drunk because I just won a championship." And watch out, Hurley boys. Um. My quote of the week was Jim Nance at the end of his 30-year broadcasting career of the Final Four. He said, thank you for being my friend. Jim Nance, some historic calls. I thought that was a great quote. And we've talked about him um, enough this, this week, but Jim Nance retiring from the Final Four, the voice, the voice that you heard when big shots went in. And then you heard, onions! by somebody else i forgot i forget his name but jim nance got yeah. a big game voice he's gonna be sorely missed in, in uh broadcasting the final four also i'm I'm just gonna ask you a question did you know vince mcmahon is selling the wwe to the ufc for five billion dollars and he looks like a creep with a pencil thin mustache that he's dyed black i have not seen his oh what arthur blank mustache yet the falcons owner yeah um, dude it's weird i did see that did see that pop up and I thought that was fake news. So I bypassed, but I guess it sounds real. He's, yeah. You have the UFC merger. Yeah. He's just, he's just, uh, he's just making the rounds on big network televisions and people look at him and like, yeah, it seems like you probably paid hush money to a couple of people. You, you have that look about you and your eyebrows and mustache <laughs> are permanent marker black. It looks like you just went in there with a little less on the just for men. Vince. you're like 78 years old. Oh, the coach K die. Oh yeah, him him and Coach K use the same use the same hair salon. All right, trainer, give me your goat of the week. My goat was Anthony Rendon. He is quote unquote. I was just going to mention this. He's the quote unquote Angels third baseman. He signed a seven year, two hundred forty five million dollar contract in twenty twenty. He's played a combined one hundred fifty nine games since then. Oh. That is over the course of three and a tenth seasons. Um, so there's 162 games in the regular season. So right, that's math, not very, very much calculated, a lot of mediocre, uh, play along the way. Uh, long story short, the angels still suck. Yeah. How do the angels have the two most recognizable names in the MLB and still suck? They just don't. Yeah. They've not surrounded themselves. It's been pitching and bad contracts like Anthony Rendon's oh. outside of Otani and trout, obviously. Yeah. All right. My go to the week. I'm very I'm very excited to announce my go to the week. Angela Reese of LSU is all over the internet this week after she was taunting Caitlin Clark of Iowa in LSU's 102 to 85 championship win. Angel Reese had a double double, 10 points and 15 rebounds. Did I just mention they scored 102 points in a championship game? Electric. That was great. I think, uh, I, yeah, this is my in my hindsight, but I wish I would have probably prioritize more women's basketball this year instead of watching UVA time to time. Oh, and Caitlin Clark is electric. She's She was averaging like yeah. 30 points a game during their entire run. Now, 
And she was pulling from Steph Curry Ranch, too. Now, over 9 million yep. people turned in to watch this game. That is the most watched women's NCAA game in history. The yep. drama between these two teams was great. Angela Reese is a hard-nosed, physical, trash-talking world champion. So when you win a championship, you're allowed to talk trash. It's not like Caitlin Clark wasn't talking trash, but suddenly, after all of that, Angel Reese is saying, well, this is classless. Uh, uh, she shouldn't be doing that. Have we, for a brief moment in time as sports media, have y'all forgotten how sports work? Yeah, this one's this one's complicated, obvious for obvious reasons. Yeah, it's definitely complicated, but it's one of those things where it's like, no, if you're a champion, you're allowed to do whatever you want when you win a championship. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's a it's a double standard. And she's correct and like backing herself up and everybody that's come to her um even so, uh, come into her support. Yeah, even Caitlin Clark, the quote unquote victim her, yeah, even in her. this case, uh yeah. is is on Angela's side. Angel's side. Excuse me. I keep calling her Angela. Angel's side. Reese's side. So it's very it's it's so funny. And 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 what also came out of this is Reese's personality is being on full display here. She's un- unapologetically herself. She's gone on podcast. She tweeted at Jill Biden when Jill Biden said, I want to invite both teams to the White House. And she was like, I, after that, I'd rather go to the Obamas. You know, like some, she was just being funny. She was being herself. And Jill Biden actually had to issue a public apology, apology on behalf of her, I don't know, statement that was like i want to invite both teams you can't invite the runner up to the white house that's not how this works winners go to the white house yeah it was definitely a so yeah jill said they wanted to invite uh, iowa as well the runner-ups because it was such a good game yeah yeah, it's (laughs) It's like like such a uh participation trophy era comment yeah chill aren't you ancient aren't you like earn your stripes kind of thing yeah. Oh, and and to top it all off, Kim Mulkey, their coach, mm-hmm. her her the way she dresses is like she's just doing Mardi Gras every tournament game. I saw one a pink feathered outlined like power suit. She won a championship game in like a sequins uh, tiger. Tiger. So yeah. sick. I was like, Kim, you got it. You got it, sister. This is this is awesome. It was incredible. Yeah. It was the. The colors were changed on the sideline. I mean, admittedly, I think like this, like Elite Eight, Final Four, and Final Games, these, this is the time when I felt like I was actually at a bar or restaurant um, looking up and continuing to watch the women's games, which, you know, I'm I'm a dumb, ignorant, men's loving sports fan. And yeah. It was cool to be like, oh, yeah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of invested in watching these, these games uh, uh, unfold. I've been aware of Caitlin Clark for the entire tournament. She's been lighting it up. It's just so it, it was. Yeah, and all these. It's great. This is great. Yeah, and also this rivalry. If you have a two rivals that butt heads, that's going to grow the game. That's going to put more right. eyeballs on the game. It's too bad they don't play in the same conference where they'll meet twice a year. But it it's this is good. Everyone that's saying. Oh no! This it doesn't belong in the game. Yes, it does because it's you're being yeah. you're having a double standard. This, do y'all not remember basketball? Because this is how basketball is played. And how sick is it that Angel Reese is uh, cousins from Maryland with uh, UConn guard Jordan Hawkins, so they can <laughs> so, celebrate as a family? Dude, that's, that's insane. Dude, this uh, what, what's the next family? Ho- Easter is going to be so lit. 
<laughs> they're going to get together to yeah. Easter and be like, you remember when you won a championship? Because I won a championship, and now we're all going to make I, – I don't know if they're declaring for the NBA or WNBA. Whatever. You can make no, money no, in actually, college. There's a lot of – yeah, I actually went through all these names, and a lot of – there's that, that other drama between – uh, Haley Van Lith and the Texas girl where they had the handshake line situation. Oh, I but forgot some, about that too. Yeah. There's, I mean, there's these, yeah. Caitlin Clark, Angel Reese, uh, Aaliyah Boston from yep. South Carolina is coming back. Haley Van Lith, Paige uh, Buchers from UConn, Haley Johns or Jones from Stanford. So it's cool to, I mean, it was, I'm glad that UVA won the national championship when it was cooler than the women's before it's gotten to the point where it's flipped. So yeah. we have that we can we can put that feather in our cap because yeah. I feel like the, the drama and having these uh players come back for like two, three, four years, you actually like have some um you have some uh, carryover and you start to like get to know the, the congruency. Con congruence congruency. Con I don't know. Continuance? Con continuance. Yeah. Sports fans, but that is <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to end it on us being idiots. Oh, no, no. That was it. It was just Shaq came to the came to Angel Reese's defense, which was pretty great. He had some things to say to some well-known idiots on in the sports media world, Keith Olbermann and Dave Portnoy. So, yeah. Is the TNT panel um, – Dave Portnoy's take on it was so dumb. Is TNT's panel the most the – realest, uh, the realest panel in all of sports? Charles Barkley and Shaq, Kenny, and um, I'm forgetting the other gentleman's name. Kenny Smith, er, Ernie. There it is. Ernie, Ernie Patterson. Ernie. What is Ernie's Ernie? Name? They just call him er, Ernie. Ernie Johnson. Ernie Johnson. Ernie Johnson. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. They keep I it think so. real. Improvised. Improvised. Fun. Fun loving. Not like always scripted and just kind of lame. Just hot taking to get clicks. All right, sports fans. That is all the time we have for you this week. If you missed any of this podcast, please, excuse me. If you missed any of our radio show, we turn this into Ooh. a podcast every single week. We air on KHOL. Fridays, 2 to 3, and download us anywhere. Podcasts are available. We are Teton Sports Talk. All right, guys, that's it, and that's all.